Curly by Roger Pocock. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Matt Perard. Curly by Roger Pocock. Chapter One Apaches. Back in old Texas, twixt supper and sleep time the boys in camp would sit around the fire and tell lies they talked about the ocean which was bigger than all the plains and i began to feel worried because i'd never seen what the world was like beyond the far edge of the grass life was a failure until i could get to that ocean to smell and see for myself after that i would be able to tell lies about it when i got back at home again to the cow camps when i was old enough to grow a little small fur on my upper lip i loaded my pack pony saddled my horse and hit the trail butting along day after day towards the sunset expecting every time i climbed a ridge of hills to see the end of the yellow grass and the whole pacific oceans shining beyond with big ships riding herd like cowboys around the grazing whales one morning somewheres near the edge of arizona i noticed my horse throw his ears to a small sound away in the silence to the left it seemed to be the voice of a rifle and maybe some hunter was missing a deer in the distance so i pointed that way to inquire after a mile or so i heard the rifle speaking again and three guns answered sputtering quick and excited that sounded mighty like a disagreement so i concluded i ought to be cautious and roll my tail at once for foreign parts i went on slow approaching a small hill again a rifle shot rang out from just beyond the hill and two shots answered muzzle-loading guns at the same time the wind blew fresh from the hill with a whiff of powder and something else which made my horses shy heat bad smell they snuffed just look at that they signaled with their ears ugh they snorted get up said i and charged the slope of the hill near the top i told them to be good or i treat them worse than a tiger then i went on afoot with my rifle crept up to the brow of the hill and looked over through a clump of cactus at the foot of the hill two hundred feet below me there was standing water a muddy pool perhaps half an acre wide and just beyond that on the plain a burned-out campfire beside a couple of canvas-covered wagons it looked as if the white men there had just been pulling out of camp with their teams all harnessed for the trail for the horses lay some dead some wounded mixed up in a struggling heap as i watched a rifle-shot rang out from the wagons aimed at the hillside but when i looked right down i could see nothing but loose rocks scattered below the slope after i watched a moment a brown rock moved i caught the shine of an indian's hide the gleam of a gun barrel close by was another indian painted for war and beyond him a third lying dead so i counted from rock to rock until i made out sixteen of the worst kind of indians apaches all edging away from cover to cover to the left while 
out of the wagons two rifles talked whenever they saw something to hit one rifle was slow and cool the other scared and panicky but neither was getting much meat for a time i reckoned sizing up the whole proposition while the apaches down below attacked the wagons their sentry up here on the hill had forgotten to keep a lookout being too much interested he'd never turned until he heard my horses clattering up the rocks but then he had yelled a warning to his crowd and bolted one indian had tried to climb the hill against me and been killed from the wagons so now the rest were scared of being shot from above before they could reach their ponies they were sneaking off to the left in search of them off a hundred yards to the left was the sentry a boy with a bow and arrows running for all he was worth across the plain a hundred yards beyond him down a hollow was a mounted indian coming up with a bunch of ponies if the main body of the apaches got to their ponies they could surround the hill charge and gather in my scalp i did not want them to take so much trouble with me of course my first move was to up and bolt along the ridge to the left until i gained the shoulder of the hill there i took cover and said abide with me and keep me cool if you please while i sighted took a steady bead and let fly at the mounted indian at my third shot he came down flop on his pony's neck and that was my first meat the bunch of ponies smelt his blood and stampeded promiscuous the apaches being left afoot couldn't attack me none if they tried to stampede they would be shot from the wagons while i hovered above their line of retreat considerably and if they stayed i could add up their scalps like a sum in arithmetic they were plumb surprised at me and some discouraged for they knew they were going to have disagreeable times their chief rose up to howl and a shot from the wagons lifted him clean off his feet it was getting very awkward for those poor barbarians and one of them hoisted a rag on his gun by way of surrender surrender this indian play was robbery and murder and not the honest game of war the man who happens imprudent into his own bear trap is not going to get much solace by claiming to be a warrior and putting up white flags the game was bear traps and those apaches had got to play bear traps now whether they liked it or not there were only two white folks left in the wagons and one on the hill so what use had we for a dozen prisoners who would lie low till we gave them a chance then murderous prompt the man who reared up with the peace flag got a shot from the wagons which gave him peace eternal then i closed down with my rifle taking the indians by turns as they tried to bolt while the quiet gun in the wagon camp arrested fugitives and the scary marksman splashed lead at the hill most generous out of sixteen apaches two and the boy got away intact three damaged and the rest were gathered to their fathers when it was all over i felt unusual solemn running my paw slow over my head to make sure i still had my scalp then collected my two ponies and rode around to the camp there i ranged up with a yale 
lifting my hand to make the sign of peace and a man came limping out from the wagons he carried his rifle and led a yearling son by the paw the man was tall clean-built and of good stock for certain but his clothes were in the lo and behold style a pane of glass on the off eye stand-up collar spotty necktie boiled shirt riding breeches with puffed sleeves most amazing and the legs of his boots stiff like a brace of stovepipes his near leg was all bloody and tied up with a tourniquet bandage as to his boy jim that was just the quaintest thing in the way of pups i ever saw loose on the stock range he was knee-high to a dog but trailed his gun like a man and looked as wide awake as a little fox i wondered if i could tame him for a pet how do you do squeaked the pup as i stepped down from the saddle i allowed i was feeling good i'm sure said the man that we're obliged to you and your friends on the hill in fact very much obliged back in texas i'd seen water go to sleep with the cold but this man was cool enough to freeze a boiler will you um ask your friends he drawled to come down i'd like to thank them i'll pass the glad word said i my friends is in texas my dear fellow you don't all oh, mean to say you were alone engines can shoot said i but they can't hit two of my men are dead and the third is dying i defer to your um, experience but i thought they could um, hit then i began to reckon i'd been some hazardous in my actions it made me sweat to think well said i to be civil i calculate i'd best introduce myself to y'all my name's davies i'm lord balshannon said he mighty polite and i'm the honorable jim du chesnay squeaked the kid i took his paw and said i was proud to know a warrior with such heap big names the man laughed wall well, mr balshannon says i your horses is remnants and the near four-wheel of that wagon is sprung to bust and them apaches has chipped your leg which it's broke out bleeding again so i reckon you have an eye for detail he says laughing but if you will excuse me now i'm rather busy he looked into my eyes cool and smiling asking for no help ready to rely on himself if i wanted to go a lump came into my throat for i sure loved that man from the beginning mr balshannon says i put this kid on top of a wagon to watch for indians while you dress that wound i'm off he turned his back on me and walked away i'll be back said i busy unloading my pack-horse i'll be back i called after him when i bring help at that he swung sudden and came up against me uh, thanks he said and grabbed my paw i'm awfully obliged don't you know i swung to my saddle and loped off for help End of chapter 1